0: welcome to wellness spring today i'm with two incredible souls jasmine and jerry pollack who are doing amazing things to help our planet and humanity and i have actually interviewed them separately and had the inkling to interview them together as jasmine is a breatharian an ambassador for the embassy of peace who has traveled globally since 1994 and achieved many positive things in the world with her work with tribal communities and presenting her work again at the UN in Vienna in 2013. She's the author of 42 books, which have been translated in 19 languages. And Gerald Pollack, is a water scientist and professor of bioengineering, and he is recognized as an international leader in science and engineering. He's the founding editor-in-chief of the journal Water and executive director of the Institute of Venture Science. He's also an author of 18 books, and his last one was the fourth is called the fourth phase of water. And when I read it and after our chat, it was like I just loved the experiments you were doing, Jerry, with um the plant and the sun and the photosynthesis and talking about the energy. And then you talked about how this happened. Um, The same with um, humans, with the sun and the energy and the water. And we even mentioned Jazz. And I said that she was Breatharian. And you talked about um, Prad Jan that you knew. And I had the light switch. We were coming to the end of the call because you were also talking about consciousness and the new stuff you're doing. So I thought I'd connect you both together so voila and um i know for the audience um jazz and jerry have never met before and they had a quick hello together before the call and jazz mentioned that she's got two lovely cats with her that uh, she didn't know if she should um hide them in another room and jerry said oh no keep them here for the energy so maybe Jerry, you'd like to start and um, ask Jazz a question.
1: Oh well, I'd like to know uh, how long you've been a breatharian, um, and uh, are you still doing it? And do you do you uh, have any idea where your energy comes from?
2: I do. You know. Um... I think we all have these little gifts to give to the world when we hit a level of consciousness where we're just interested in operating in a way that is for the highest good of all sentient life. I think that's a very deep heart commitment. It's not a mental science. It's it's more a sense that um, we can be very nourishing presences for all life. I know for me, this life, I came in with such a sensitivity to the consciousness in animals. You know, I remember I must have been about nine or 10 and I was in love with horses. And one day I went to see a horse that I was pretending was my own and it wasn't. And this cow came up with the horse and the horses can, like cats and all animals are such transmitters of love. But this cow came up and it just came so close and its eyes were just radiating the greatest peace, the greatest awareness. And I made the decision in myself that I just wouldn't be involved in the eating of cows anymore. And I really moved very clearly into a vegetarian reality, just out of love and awareness of the consciousness of sentient life, since we are talking a lot about consciousness today. And one thing led to another, you know, you make these commitments between you and the unified field of infinite potential. And when you make a commitment between you and this infinite potential field that science would call the unified field, then things start to move when it's a hard commitment. And so I just slowly over time just started to experiment more with my diet until I found I was living on very few calories a day and feeling better and better and better for it. Because I'm a great believer in experiential research. I could, like many, study all the books, like read the Upanishads, read the Bible, read all the holy texts, but it doesn't mean much until I go into a deep experience of what the the wisdom that these ones carry, which I asked for quite early in my life. And there's other issues too because could this be connected to a gift that you were born to deliver to a world to be part of the pattern of energy of change because you imagine if this is a reality that we can relax 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 back into a different energy my interest the 99.999% vibrational space in an atom, what is it? So I've been meditating on that. I've been meditating about 50 years, and for the last 10 years, really meditating on the vibrational construct of what is vibrating through the atomic structure at its purest level. Now, at its purest level, I found the first vibration was love. To be able to unhook from the external world and to just go into this heart of show me the truth of who I really am beyond the human construct, which is really just a mind game, a hologram that we play in. Show me, let me feel the truth of all the religions. Let me feel the truth of all the holy messengers, What were they talking about? Let me feel what's going on there. So when I was 16, my first experience in meditation was this love, so much love just rising within me and vibrating through me and light, just a whole explosion of my being into light. And I realized for those seconds, didn't last that long, (laughs) but I realized that what I am then, and now I'm not, wasn't a 16 year old girl. I was a being of the greatest light and the greatest love. And I realized I had no hunger. All my hunger disappeared. And so my heart commitment was like, I want more, show me more, show me more. <laughs> because the baseline frequency of, of what vibrates through the atoms, through dark matter, through the unified field, first is love, infinite love that takes away all human hunger. That's what feeds me. And then from that love is the light and the key codes of creation and the sacred geometric patterning and the mathematics for creation to exist. So my interest has always been, okay, 93, body converted, didn't need physical food anymore after 20 years of meditation. And it's like, how does this happen? How can I explain this to others? I was very shy, didn't want to talk to anyone about it, but I actually started to have beings of light manifesting in my bedroom when I was meditating who invited me to go out into the global stage and share what I was experientially living, which I didn't want to do, but things happened and convinced me that that was my journey and to do it and to handle all the from people particularly scientists and doctors well, saying uh, this uh, is uh, impossible
1: <laughs> well see that, that that's where we intersect um um i think it's obviously not impossible because you're doing it and so and and others have done it too but mm-hmm. uh you know my own approach as a scientist is is uh perhaps a bit less spiritual than than mm-hmm. your approach and uh um uh, i'm not sure whether whether to ask this on the, uh, the basis of a question or or to talk about what we found w- which may have some relevance and um um i don't i don't want to dominate the conversation with a with a lecture on what what we found but some some of it may be necessary mm-hmm. because yeah. you know at the bottom line what we found uh, is, is that Light is very important not only for plants but for humans and for yeah. all animals. We take in light and light gives us energy um mm-hmm. and it's not a complicated uh issue it It follows from the you might say from the essential principles of physics and chemistry nothing nothing exotic and so So when you ask the question or when one asks the question when your friend scientists who are not really your friends <laughs> when they <laughs> when they ask uh, the question is, you know, when they when they doubt you because uh, it's impossible because, you know, everybody knows, quote unquote, that you get your energy from food and nothing else. And therefore, it's impossible that you could be uh, Mm -hmm. happily existing without any kind of eating. But Mm -hmm. obviously, it's what you do. And so you prove them wrong. But the question is the mechanism. And yeah you were you were talking about uh, spiritual co- kinds of uh, considerations and i i would talk uh, uh about uh, considerations that are based on i hate to use the word conventional but uh, based on on physics and chemistry uh which i believe demonstrate that there is a way um that you can explain what you yes. do um on the basis of physics and chemistry and it has to do yeah. with 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 what we we discovered about water that that water water is not a uh as as simple as many of us would would make out you know water water has been studied for countless years um and, and um you'd think that everything that ought to be known about water must already be known is not the case um so we we discovered some things about water that um at, at its most foundational level uh was not known before and and that is water's ability to store and deliver energy and 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 what if i just may may add a few words um uh, we found that we did experiments uh oh boy i'm sorry. i, I I'm not sure where to start because because I I don't want to be obscure and the phenomenon itself is actually quite simple but but I need to go back uh a bit to to tell you um and and others about about um what inspired us to look and what we found and what its implications are for energy. So mm-hmm. so we looked for reasons that I, I I'll, I'll skip um we, we took a, we did a simple experiment. Uh, we took a, a container, a chamber of water, and we put a gel in one end of the chamber, and we added little particles called microspheres, little spheres that are used commonly in scientific experiments in the water. And we were looking for some region, um, presumably next to the gel, where those microspheres would be excluded and we found it. And this zone of exclusion, we called exclusion zone at first, was really extensive. And it had to be that the water in this zone was different somehow from ordinary water, because otherwise, you know, why would this water exclude? And uh, one of your colleagues um, in Australia, near where you live, suggested to me a guy named John Watterson, who used to be in the physical chemistry business and studying water, he said, why don't you call it exclusion zone because it excludes. So we called it exclusion yeah. zone. Later we found that it had properties uh, that that differed remarkably from ordinary water. And later, yeah. so we called it fourth phase water because it was mm-hmm. not it was different from liquid water and it certainly, certainly wasn't solid and it certainly wasn't vapor. So we called it a fourth phase. And now now getting getting to the issue uh, of, of relevance to uh, uh we found that this this uh, zone of exclusion or fourth phase was charged negatively, and mm-hmm. if you start with ordinary water, which is neutral you you can't convert that water uh to something that's negative, there has to be a positive region somewhere else, and we found that that positive region was just beyond this area of exclusion so you have a negative zone next to a positive zone that's a battery Mm -hmm. and battery you can't get a battery from nothing it's like um like having your cell phone and thinking that your cell phone could be used without plugging it in the night before you know you lose energy it has to be charged or recharged and -hmm. it's the same thing with this battery that i'm talking about uh, this molecular battery and and the the critical point is is that we found that it was light that yeah. powered this battery especially infrared light, which we can't uh-huh. see it's all around us uh you know yeah. in in hu- huge amounts so so now if you if you apply this to the human body um so we know that this fourth phase water fills your cells yeah um, and Um, If your cells don't have enough of this uh, water, uh, then your cells are not performing in the way that they they should ordinarily perform. But you need, you need the energy. You need the energy from light or infrared light to build or rebuild this water. And, um, and so what I, what I'm getting to is that there is this source of energy, which everybody has now, We also, at least in theory, we have the energy that you can read about in the biochemistry books that comes from food, and that is uh, eventually through a very complex pathway that leads to um, the production of ATP, um, which Mm -hmm. has supposedly a high energy phosphate bond, which delivers supposedly all the energy to our body. Um, However, we now know that there's an additional energy source. And this energy mm-hmm. source is the electrical energy source, and it's powered by light, infrared light. So if you don't eat, the punchline, if you don't eat, then perhaps you're missing this energy source that comes from ATP, or perhaps not. But you're, you do have this energy source that's powered by light. Um, yeah. and And so you, as a spiritual person, maybe absorbing more light or even more light than non-spiritual uh people um uh through through prayer or meditation or whatever and so so you depend or you can depend in, practically entirely on this kind of energy to power everything that you need to be powered in your body you know if you walk you need energy and energy's got to mm-hmm. come from somewhere and um you know, it's possible that one can attribute it to mysterious sources and such, but I'm a practical guy, you know, and <laughs> I I'm thinking that you you could you could do exactly or almost exactly the same thing that plants do. Plants get their energy from light. And the first step in the photosynthetic process is the splitting of of water into positive and negative, which is a hundred percent efficient, by the way and what what we found is something that resembles so closely this first step of photosynthesis light coming in um creating a negative zone next to a positive zone which is basically the splitting of water molecules um, in fact i kind of think it's possible that the first step of photosynthesis is just a well developed version of what we found to exist generically so you made me more like a plant than you think <laughs> i think i <I'm- laughs> Stop there. I don't want to give a speech. Yeah. Um.
2: No, no. You know, I wanted to give a bit of feedback. Firstly, I call myself someone who is source fed meaning the original vibration that brought creation into being is my source of food. And I've been so delighted to meet with people like yourself, Masuro, Moto, others, with the research they've been doing, because it makes my work easier when I've tried to share this with the greater world. Like when Masuro released his findings, which, as you said, he came from a different um, focus, to you, what I found was interesting was I could say to people, look, we are so much water, our brain, 80% water, different parts of our body, such a high percentage of the water element. Now, what happens when you begin a conscious communication with the elemental structure of what's vibrating through you. And we have different elements we're tapping into from water to fire to earth to the external plane elements. But we also have higher elements like cosmic fire is an element we work with, which is actually pure love. That, you know, comes back to a very esoteric feeling reality, not very left-brain logical. But I love the fact that with Masuro's work and your work and our work too, that we can bring in perhaps a field of potential than then we expect you guys to prove.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can't prove anything. We can only disprove.
2: (laughs) Yes, that's true. And what is interesting is, Let's look at brainwave patterns. When human beings are anchored in the beta brainwave frequency, if you stop taking physical food, you'll die. That's just a fact. When you anchor more in the alpha brainwave pattern, Your physiology begins to change when you go permanently anchored in the theta brainwave frequency spectrum, the whole physiology of your body and how it operates is different again. So you're absolutely right. The secret to this actually is how you spend your time because how you spend your time determines your vibration, which determines your frequency, which determines how the quantum field interacts with you as an energy construct. So what if I just sit in my body as a conscious being, not a a, a human ego personality self, but as a a vast multidimensional construct, and I love it that's inhabiting this form and I lovingly say to it body I love you I love you I love you you are an incredible mechanism and I'm asking you to vibrate yourself realign yourself to the original force of creation that's flowing through the atomic structure that's flowing through the water And I'm asking you to absorb all your vitamins, all your minerals, everything you need to be a strong, fit, healthy, self-sustaining, self-regenerating mechanism. This is my will as the divine beingness I am within you. Make this my experiential truth. Now, that's a code. I'm a coder. I like that's programming. I spent ten years of my life as a computer programmer, making rich people richer till I got bored with that. <laughs> <laughs> but now I've understood the consciousness of the energy construct we inhabit and how it will act in a certain way, depending if the master's in. If I stay in beta frequency of doubt. And what our logical mind tells us, I can never progress to understand the magnificence of this human design and what we're actually able to achieve. But it first must be experiential, not by me, but by hundreds and thousands of people now who are demonstrating this ability, coming back to lifestyle. So we spend our time doing very particular things that allow us to move slowly, more organically from a beta frequency brainwave reality to anchor into a theta zone where a whole new reality um, comes in. We've seen the source, the, the solar gazers who were bringing energy, like photosynthesis, direct into the brain through the solar feeding, solar gazing network. Their problem was, what if there's no sun? That was an issue. They can't do that practice. I've seen the 6,000-year-old tradition of the Qigong masters who are in a high vibratory field of Gaia, the electromagnetic field of Mother Nature, who can work with energy through Qigong to the degree they stop feeling hungry on any level. They're also meditating as well. And then what happens when they go to the cities? They can't maintain it because it's a different vibratory field. A city is a collection of all the consciousness blending together of all the people who dominate that city, many who aren't meditators, many who are in beta frequency of I'll believe it when I see it. Whereas for us in our world, it's like maybe I'll try and believe it and then see what comes or open up to the field of possibility with Show me the truth of this. Reveal to me the magnificence of this human design and what are we really able to do? That's what I want to know. I don't want to play in left brain, logic, mind, land, which I've done myself, but, you know, it just creates unhappiness. Even Einstein said first in he would receive his theories in an intuition and then he'd prove it mathematically, which most scientists get. You know, they've got a problem. They're thinking, what's the solution? Ah, it could be this. Einstein's theory, what was he riding on a bus and thinking of a ray of light moving? And all, all sorts of people talk to me about that original intuitive impulse. So my reality is what happens to a human when you are balanced, left brain, right brain, and two are working together in absolute harmony? What can we get? So what do you want to know is the first question we're surrounded by this unified field it's vibrating through us the field of infinite potential what can it deliver to us well nothing till you're ready so there are people who are just not interested in this that's fine but for those of you my interest is i want to i would love to see a race that is free of all hunger no more physical hunger, no more emotional hunger, no more mental hunger, no more spiritual hunger, because if we were whole and complete and hungry free human beings, what would this planet look like? Hmm. all disease, all, all disease, all poverty, all chaos, all injustice comes from in mental and emotional hungers the game of power and and money and greed and I don't have enough and taking and subjugating and the whole system, all of that can be rebalanced when the human being can receive the right nourishment that is not dependent on anything outside of themselves. And they tap into that never ending vibration that is actually giving us life.
1: Can I ask you about that vibration? Um, You know, I hear I hear uh, many people talking about uh, the vibrational field and and a higher frequency of vibration. Could you tell me because I I I don't know it uh, about w- what is the evidence for the existence of such a field? Okay, I
2: love this. You know, you know what the evidence is
1: no, is a don't... life
2: No, no. I. I will tell you, it's a life filled with grace. You see, you can exist in, what I've discovered in earth is there's zones and zones are like suburbs in a city. And you can, or actually let's talk about it in New York City and you're living in a basement apartment. And all you can see is through the slats in the window, to feet walking by and dogs coming by and urinating or something. i that.
1: Yeah, I've seen
2: that. Yeah. And, yeah, um, I've seen that. Mm-hmm. and we're all like, Ooh, and that's a very interesting construct. And you don't have a higher picture and you're not quite sure, but you're surviving. And then you get to a point in your own life, in your own heart where you say there's got to be something more, but it's got to come from there. Maybe that, call for more leads you to, I don't know, lightening up a diet because you were sick or maybe doing yoga or maybe learning meditation or whatever. But your vibration changes and you find you're actually relocated into a higher state of awareness which is like the next apartment above. And then consciousness keeps expanding because that's in your blueprint. But more than that, it's answering the call of your heart, what you're ready for, until you actually find you're anchored in the penthouse. And in the penthouse, you're like, whoa, this world is magnificent because you have a much higher perspective as to what is happening and why. But more than that, And your journey, you're clicking in, you're attracting from the field of infinite potential, what I call the flow of grace. And so you're always in the state of gratitude because you think something and it comes. You want to know something and somebody sends you an email with the link to the data or a book comes, or someone is having a conversation in the cafe beside you, answering that very question. I call that grace. I feel that, call that synchronicity. So the evidence is this As an intelligent being, you have the ability with left right brain intelligence to create any model of reality that you want. And the question is twofold. Is the model of reality you are creating with your innate intelligence beneficial for all sentient life? Is it creating harm on any level? And does it fill your heart with gratitude? And does it fill your life with grace where you're constantly going, oh, my God, I can't believe this. This just happened. That just happened. This just happened. And you're living a life that is so joyous and so easy and it's like that's proof. Now to the scientific community yeah but to the individual who's living that life it's like yep my model of reality is working for me and if you're hitting brick walls and and life is difficult it's like do you have the courage to change your model of reality. Maybe incorporate more of the higher senses, not just left brain logic, but right brain intuition and live in a way that's a beautiful harmonic. So what's happening with pituitary gland and pineal gland is they're harmonized. So the frequency coming from the master glands is activating parts of you that maybe have never had the opportunity to be activated before because of how we're constructed. Like your pituitary pituitary gland produces ambrita. You can taste it. It's like cosmic chocolate, but much better. Your pineal (laughs) gland produces DMT, which is what's found in sacred power plants. Like, see, my research, we take people for 20 years, and we've been putting them for nine days and nine nights, used to be 11, in absolute darkness 24 hours a day for that period of of time not one scaric of light no physical food we live a particular lifestyle we change how they're vibrating we check their bloods and everything before they go in we check it all coming out and everyone's healthier and happier and no one comes out hungry
1: wow it's amazing love that yeah, I mean, as as a scientist, I, I I'm I'm always, unfortunately or fortunately, whatever, looking for concrete evidence. And I hear I hear the term all the time about vibrational frequency, and we aspire toward a higher frequency. And a, a, as a scientist, I, I look for co- concrete evidence for the. Yes, you have to. The, yeah,
2: yeah. that's
1: I, I I'm still. I'm just wondering, do you think eventually, I know you're convinced that it exists. I'm just wondering if eventually you think there may be some method of measuring it to confirm that there is such a thing? Yes.
2: Yes, there are. I mean, see, we use methodology of confirmation that still isn't accepted scientifically. Like I, I like kinesiology. And one of the things that I test with people or check with people is how to check truth for you. What's higher truth for you? Because you're the one you're proving it to. Freedom comes to you when you've lived something. We don't have to prove it to anyone else. And first we prove it to ourselves. So one of the things we use is to check people's current physical body prana percentage to see if it's even safe for them to do this and one of the, the methods you can do is watching the breath and how you're being breathed when you make a conscious statement whether you know it's true or not oh, so a conscious station statement may be when checking your prana percentage okay so don't change your breath just watch where it goes. We are being breathed by something. When we are in alignment with that something, that essence, pure essence, it lets us know, my cat is making noise, but this essence lets us know we're in alignment by how it changes the rhythm of the breath. So you make a statement regarding prana, source energy, Source energy currently provides more than 50% of my physical body nourishment. Now that's a long statement, but it's been said into the field. So then you just keep focusing more than 50%, more than 50%, more than 50% and see where the breath goes. Now for me, the breath goes right down to the belly because that's a truth. For others, maybe the breath goes,
1: Uh, because
2: Uh that's not a truth so this is fascinating to play with to make a statement as if something's real even if you don't know it is and watch where the breath that very force that gives you life is going to confirm a yes or no and that's how people take themselves through this because you must keep your body safe now, if I get, say, my physical body prana percentage is 80%, which is great, and that's determined by how I live my life and spend my time, what I'm giving time to, because everything gives you energy, like the greatest source of energy, quick retuning, is go walk by the beach for five minutes, go sit in the ionic structure of the ocean, and you're like, whoa! the wind, all of that powerful restructuring so quick. That's mother nature chi, and that's the effect on you. What about when you sit in meditation under a cosmic sky and you're starting to connect with the cosmic chi that's coming in? What about what you release in your body when you make love with someone and it's so delicious and you're so at one? In that union, that's chi that's love chi as well, so there's many types of chi, but if I check and my pranic percentage physically is eighty percent, is it safe for me to stop taking physical food? No way because I'll go into twenty percent fasting mode, and over a long time, that will create damage. So we make sure people do not unhook from taking physical food till their physical body prana percentage is registering at 100%. Now, if you're doubting the kinesiology check of breath, go and hire a professional to check with you. And you know, like, the, I, love, I used to do this with my children who were sugar interested. And I'd go, let me show you something, daughters. Put sugar on your tongue. No, before that, I'd say, hold your hum- arm up. And I'd push, 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 and they'd be like, I'm strong. And I went, okay, now think sugar, 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 sugar. And as soon as they thought sugar, no, no strength. <laughs> no strength. Put sugar on the tongue. No strength. And they'd go, but, 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 And it's like, honey, you're as weak as can be because your body is saying, this is poison for me. No strength. Lose your strength. So that's another kinesiology check. But again, people may not even believe in something like kinesiology.
1: Well, applied kinesiology is used, uh, at least in this country, by various physicians including my own. uh, And uh, uh, Dietrich Klinghart, I don't know if you know, he uses. it, he's developed it um, using a system that includes some mirrors and such and polarizers Mm. using bio photons that come out and Um, and and often using a using a third person as the intermediary to to yeah. measure the effect because it, you know if um it's someone who can do it objectively and yes. can measure the difference between between uh, uh one condition and, and another condition so i'm 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 quite uh familiar with with what you're talking about and i i wondered what you what do you think of of uh, the idea of of uh, subtle energy and information transmission? Like you know, we're mm-hmm. chatting with one another, and mm-hmm. uh, not just the verbal information that's coming uh, forth, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but also, especially if you were in the same room uh, with me, Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're in the same room, but information, uh, subtle information. And I'm asking you this because I, I think I know the answer. What you're, how you're going to to reply? But I think we have a a physically identifiable mechanism to explain it. And so, yes. uh, do you think? I, I mean, do you, do you think this is real, or do you think this, this is nonsense?
2: Oh gosh, no! Look. Um, My area, like I am an interdimensional energy field scientist, okay, I study the higher light science, because when my body converted to living on prana, and I was pushed literally onto the global stage, um, with for whatever reasons that happened there. I had to answer the skeptics, I, I had audiences filled with scientists and doctors and parents of anorexic girls and, and believers and non-believers and curious and many people who went this feels right for me, I've always known this is possible, how are you doing it? So I had thousands of people in the audience with all sorts of, of models of reality. And so for me, it was also like, okay, you've got to give me the science of this. And the science I study is called the science of matrix mechanics. Now, matrix mechanics is about the merging of membranes. Like here we are, a vibrating field of intelligence. We're not just physical, but we have the emotional construct that vibrates out from the physical, the mental construct that vibrates out further from the physical and the emotional and we have the etheric construct that vibrates even further out again. We have the heart chakra, we have the meridians, the whole chakra system, the energetic construct, the acupuncture meridians, all of this is very, very interesting but we are a vibrating system of energy so i am vibrating at a certain frequency spectrum you are vibrating at a certain frequency spectrum when we come together we start to infuse each other to the degree that we are open maybe you are only open to taking 10 percent of the commonality of vibration But I'm also infusing things as well, intuitively and vibrationally. So we can have a partial merge, we can have a deeper merge. We have a deeper merge when we are vibrating, we draw to us. See, to me, energy expands, attracts like frequencies, then returns to its original source point, So we are, you know, that's a universal law. It's a law of cause and effect as well. And it's just how energy operates. So I will attract to me certain people with whom I can have an exchange, but I can control that. I can also say, only introduce me to people with whom I can have a mutually beneficial relationship, because we all have a gift to give. I have a vibrational pattern they can benefit from. They have a vibrational pattern to benefit from. And I am only interested in mutually beneficial relationships that are up-leveling the whole. Now, with that clarity, that screens out a lot of people who aren't ready. Like, for example... When we were originally presenting this, 3,000 people would come and they were so disruptive to the field because they were skeptics. They started yelling out, they were interrupting, you're a killer, you're responsible for anorexia, you're supporting this, horrid stuff. And I just said to the field, get rid of them all get rid of them, only bring to me those who are sincere and ready and open to for what we have to share. Bring me the pure-hearted, sincere ones. Well, our audience dropped from 3,000 to 300. Now, huh. my organizers didn't like that because of the money game, but I didn't care. I just want to connect with people with whom I can have a mutually beneficial relationship Bring me that because I'm not a human trying to understand who I am. I'm a vast multidimensional construct with an essence that can dominate my life as a king or queen where the quantum field responds to me because the quantum field is designed to treat you as a creator being. And it virtually just flows around you saying, what do you want, master? What do you want, master? What do you want, master? And if you don't know, the quantum field will will scan you and bring to you the dominant frequency. Now, your dominant frequency may be you've just broken up from a relationship and you've got so much sorrow in your heart with all men, above, you know, whatever, or all women are. And you get more of that and you get more of that and you get more of that until you say, hey this is a brand new moment here, and I claim my co-creative power, and I am now asking as a vibrational construct to operate in this way, so many times you bring people with you, and your merge is like, you deep. you're going so, and it's all telepathic, it's all on a clear, because we have higher senses, not just smell, and, or, you know, touch, we have the sense of, of intuition and we have the sense of knowing and the sense of knowing is that we know what we, it is what we know, even though we don't quite know what it is that we know, but we know that we know it. (laughs) I love that sense. You know, so we are, of course, we're merging all the time. And even in the world, can we disidentify with and unhook from and, 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 and move out of the duality hologram because everything's holographic anyway. My field of study is the holographic nature of creation. And you play with that by experimenting within that. So I've learned I don't have to live in New York basement basement apartment. I can vibrate and hold the penthouse view. And when you hold the penthouse view, how you interrelate with all life is very different because you can see people's patterns of energy and all you can feel for humanity is love
1: well that's that's beautiful that's, sure enough. that that's uh, extremely beautiful but uh not the but Fun. And, and, no but and uh, getting, <laughs> getting back getting back to to um my my original not uh, my latest question to you about whether there exists a a kind of molecular mechanism that would be understood by Shall we say more conventionally uh, oriented scientists that could explain yeah. some some of this? Yeah. Because um, uh, in, in order to, you know, not only to interest the scientific community, but but um, to 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 uh, communicate with so much of the rest of the world, if if yeah. some of of these ideas were based. Uh, on um, e- experimentally confirmed reality, then mm-hmm. it's more tangible to so many of the people out there who who yes. m- may not may not be in in line with your spiritually oriented kind of explanation. Mm-hmm. So yes. Yeah. That's making an, a few apologies for people like myself who. No, look, I, I, I would
2: like to tell. I'd like to just tell you a story about a biochemist called Michael Werner, and German he was, and he got given my book, and he thought it was a lot of New Age claptrap. <laughs> this was but He one decided of to do himself
1: book. what you've done. Didn't
2: like it at all, but he was fascinated because he'd had cancer. And because of whatever, he was at that time and stage in his life where he thought, I might do what she's talking about. And in those days, we had a very particular process to take people through with a long term 10 percent success rate. To me, it wasn't good enough. And we also had one or two people who died, actually uncool they just did it for the wrong reasons all sorts of things their bodies weren't ready anyway Dr Michael Werner he decided to do this and write his book about it called Life from Light and he was fascinated because he successfully was fed by these source energies for many 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 years and his job was to go to hospital so he went to a hospital in Austria and a hospital later I think in Prague and went through all this machinery and hookups and readings with all the machines they had to measure what was going on. And both hospitals refused to release their findings. We've had this time and time again with people saying, I'm here volunteering for experiment and then Once all all the data was wrapped up, they refused to release the findings. Like you think about this, if this is actually true, and I knew this going in when I stepped onto the global stage because the light beings I work with said that I would challenge many industries. If this is true, we are challenging the billion dollar food industry. If this is true we are challenging the billion dollar pharmaceutical industry because we don't really get sick anymore if we if this is true we are challenging the billion dollar medical industry well that's a lot of challenging is our world really ready for this Nah. but i say unto you that all our doctors and all our scientists will hit a point in their own consciousness where they will go beyond conventional methodology and say, prove it to me, prove it to me. And that's what I'll say to you, if this is true in your field of research, ask to be hooked up to the methodology in the field that can prove to you beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is a reality.
1: That and what that's is it, what I'm, That what
2: is i that being, that being able to be source fed is a reality.
1: Oh, okay, yeah uh well i mean and that's uh, a
2: personal journey
1: besides michael werner i read his book as well i was oh impressed. good yeah oh. there are many uh the 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 yeah. film by the austrian filmmaker um in the beginning know, there
2: was like peter that, that's yes. right
1: and and he's interviewed i i can't remember whether you mm. were one of the people interviewed yeah uh, yeah okay but something like uh, more than a dozen people interviewed uh, it it's really mm. hard to not take that seriously. And
2: see, I've now heard- we have 220,000 people with this gift of freedom.
1: Is that right?
2: We right. have another 550,000 in slow organic training. The majority of people who've been around as long as I am have retired <laughs> and went, I don't want to deal with the biofeedback from the fields. They've done their bit. For me, I'm in a different phase again, because once you proved it to yourself, and that's the proof, that comes back to what you're asking, this must be experiential truth. It's not intellectual proving, it's experiential, and we know this, so as more and more people have the gift, what I find is, In the old days, people would hear about it and go, not possible. Now people hear about it and meet people doing this who maybe eat once a month or once a year or once a week or whatever because you have to structure it in a way that is emotionally and socially good for you. Yeah. Okay? And so when when people meet people like this, they go, oh, I've heard about you. What (laughs) a difference. What a difference to, no, that's not possible to heard <laughs> about people like you. So I know that in time, I would love to find this as just another option. But the, my ideal is somebody who's not emotionally hungry because people who aren't emotionally hungry don't take from others. They're self-complete. People who are meant, not mentally hungry, they don't, um, again, abuse others. All the abuse we see in the world of the natural resources, all the abuse we see towards each other, towards children, towards women, towards everything, all that disappears the more people become self complete, self sustaining mechanisms.
1: Well, it's amazing. I had a have note aspect. Oh, okay. That, That's what I've noticed. So I, I wanted to, to get back to the. Uh, information, uh, tra- mm. transmission, because because I think not only is there a, a, a con- conventionally, I hate to use the word conventional, because I myself am anything but conventional, but uh, I use the word uh, anyway, that, that can be understood. And I think this communication mm-hmm. is very important and, and also yes. real. So um, uh, I organize each year the annual conference on the Chemistry uh, and the physics, chemistry and biology of water. It's in its sixteenth year, and yeah. uh, and I invite people who have something to say about that about that subject, something scientific and or scientific by as defined by more or less conventional standards. And one of the people who came to our conference each year uh, was Luc Montagnier. and you may may know about him. He won the Nobel Prize for discovering uh-huh. HIV, and then he became uh-huh. interested in water, and he became interested in the idea that water may contain information. And Mm -hmm. he did an amazing experiment that many people uh, many people doubt, but is now confirmed by three independent laboratories. And let me just tell you about it, because it has something to say about some of the topics uh, Mm -hmm. that you've been talking about. and so he put DNA, a short strand of DNA in in water or in an aqueous buffer and a, a sealed container. So nothing could get out, nothing could get in, nothing could get out. And next to it, he put another sealed container containing only water. And his hypothesis was that the sequence information along the DNA uh, was somehow being transmitted somehow, but not by conventional means um, yeah. to the water yeah. that's here. And in order yeah. and in order to prove it, so the two were sitting next to each other for uh, perhaps one day. And then he threw this one away, and he takes the water that he said uh, had been informed by yes. some kind of information, but he, he doesn't know what kind of information. And it yes. probably relates to some of the things that you've been talking about. He takes it and he uses the standard PCR method that is used yes. so commonly for P- for uh, for COVID right now.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's used to amplify the number of DNA molecules. And so it's easy to analyze what you've got. And And he found that what he got, the sequence of new DNA that he got from, from this was the same as the one that was sitting next to the vial of water, not communicating. Yeah. Anyway, except yeah. by kind of subtle information, and that that result uh, amazed not only all the people at the at the water conference, but many people around the world. Some of whom just yeah. dis- dismissed him with a wave of a hand, saying, "I don't care if you want a Nobel Prize. This is nonsense. It can't be correct." Um, yeah. Similar to the kinds of reactions that you were talking about early, early on. You know, scientists. See, what- One of the
2: things that I've um found out because I do believe we get given the hookup to the right people at the right time and yeah. that I accept I'm out there I accept that people think I'm crazy I don't have letters behind my name one of my early complaints was I wish I had have studied to be a doctor first and then a priest and then went on the global stage oh, no, <laughs> but no. it was just a normal woman living in a certain way that had this ability way normal <laughs>
1: no, no.
2: True, hardly You're
1: gifted, in, gifted in so but, many ways. Uh, well,
2: I, I've always met up with the right people at the right time, and one of these people is Nassim Haramein. Now, I don't know if you know him, but I one know. of the things he's proven is that the mathematical construct of an atom—that an atom operates as a black hole—and that's been proven. And I said to the that the, the team, I would love Nassim to prove that an atom operates as a white hole as well, depending on whether you're receiving or transmitting energy. That's interesting. But Nassim was pranic, lived on pure source energy for three years. So Mm. here is a scientist with a wonderful experience. And he said, see, what happens to your body when you are source fed? is instead of 60% or 70% of your energy involved in digestion, you eat, digest, energy drops, you're going directly. You're getting the same energy from Mother Nature Chi, Cosmic Chi, Solar Chi, also to Love Vibration, Essence Chi. So we're working with a lot of Chi fields so, you're going direct. So, if you're not spending this energy in digestion, you can spend it in other ways. One of them is massive mental clarity. You start aligning your human mind with what I call the mind of supreme intelligence. And Nassim said this was incredible for his creativity and what he was doing. So he spent three years being fed like that to access massive creativity. The problem we have is that you get so energized with this frequency that you stop sleeping. Now, when you stop sleeping, like I've had years and years without sleep, is you miss the dreaming.
1: Excuse me, years without sleep?
2: years without sleep I would lay my body down to sleep and 10 minutes later wide awake and it be like body I just put you to bed and it would say well I'm not sleepy am I and so I got tired of that you see we can play with this we can take our energy up we can drop our energy down and we can use physical food now and then to drop the energy because we're vibing too high Like if I wanted to sleep, I would maybe take a potato, which is a root vegetable. And immediately I go into digestion and I'd sleep for two hours instead of 10 minutes, for example. So we experiment all the time. And for that time, the was just not taking physical food because it was great for him for creativity. But a lot of people will go into this. They'll gain the gift. They know it's possible. The only way you know it's possible is by living it yourself experientially. But what comes with that can be too overwhelming because it's like you are aligned to the most amazing superconductor of energy of a computer of a mind where your clairvoyance, your clairaudience, your telepathy, everything just goes, that it's too much. You can't handle it. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. when I first... When I first commit, went into this, I could read everybody's mind. Oh, horrible. To walk down the street and be able to pick up on the human thought forms, it was like I had to learn to shield myself. I had to say I do not want to talk to, to listen to, to connect with Anyone who is not vibrating on a frequency of the greatest love and wisdom for humanity, tune me to those channels. So it's like selective channel changing. There's so much you have to learn to deal with because, for me, when someone would sneeze, it was like, and they'd be across the room, it was like a psychic arrow, (laughs) bomb into my field I became so sensitive my smell was overwhelming I had to work with toning down some of my senses and eventually you can just go oh it's all too much and so you'll change the way you're vibing to just be able to be more normal in this world for a while So you can go in and out, but you end up realizing that it is a superior way of being and it is a superior way of being simply because the energies you are tapping into on a level of creative potential and creativity are just so fascinating that most of what's going on in the world is just like, yeah, yeah, I know that boring, same old, same old tell me more, tell me more, show me more of the holographic construct of all of creation, show me of how universal laws operate, show me the truth of all the holy messengers, what they're talking about, let me experience this, let me have this as an experiential truth. And so because your motivi- your underlying motivation is that you operate in a way that's for the highest good and nourishing for all sentient life, you immediately attract another level which i call grace because the the unified field will because like my interest in the unified field and the vibrational construct within an atom is its attributes yes pure love infinite light so much wisdom but what i love is benevolence Oh, the energy of benevolence, because this vibration of benevolence is flowing through our atoms, like I feed, like how it works is you have a cell, and this essence energy that is benevolent, loving and wise, it flows through a cell like wind through a tunnel. And every cell has these filaments when you look with your third eye. And so as the wind of essence of infinite potential of the unified field vibrates through the atom, through the cells, the filaments on the cells inside go and take what they need. That's how I eat. I don't eat from sunlight. I don't eat from photosynthesis. I don't eat from anything external. I have this restaurant, the vibrational essence ocean vibrating through and I've instructed the body to feed from it in the right way. See, then you have an issue of weight. You have this reality that if you stop taking physical food, you're going to lose weight and because you think that you will. What if you surrendered the weight of your body of the biosystem and you asked that essence energy to make you the perfect weight it wants you to be suddenly. For me, I, when I did that, I put on six kilos in Is three it? weeks. Three right. weeks, six kilos. Wow. <laughs> I've had children, and I could never put on weight after my kids were born, no matter what I did, because I was choosing a vegan raw diet anyway. But when I stood and with a real heart of surrender, essence, it's ridiculous. It's your body. Make me the weight you want me to be. Three weeks, six kilos. I didn't know the body could do
1: that. Um, Shocking. May I May I ask you, the the experience, what moved me and the many things that you've been talking about is your ability to walking down the street and receiving information from all of the people around Ooh. you of which you do <gasps> receive, but you received it anyway. And so my question too to much. you is... Pardon?
2: It was too much.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. My question to you is, do you think it's possible... Um, um, that the information that you are receiving is something similar to what I was inscribing uh, from mm-hmm. Luc Montagnier, that it could be in the water that's inside your body is receiving yes. information yes yeah.
2: See- in my early books, one of the things, because it was like I want more scientific proof, so I wrote a book called Ambassadors of, of Light. And I was given, I find the quantum field always brings me the right research, connects me with the right people when I'm ready, when they're ready. And there was a book written on scientific experimentation on Gong coming out of China. They were able to do things like take they could um just by focusing move pills out of a bottle that is sealed to come out of the body and transmigrate through the solid structure of the bottle into being beside the bottle not on the bottle they're able to have children and they still do who can read by standing on a book how can you read by standing on a book that's interesting their field of experiment like i realized what if i took a bottle of vitamins this is very cheap if i took a vitamin of bottles and i just hold it to my heart and with love i connect with the elemental structure of what's in the bottle and i ask my body to absorb whatever is in that bottle that's for my highest good into itself why not what if i took water and that began my experimentation after what masuro was sharing What if I take water and I just hold it to my heart and the first frequency of contact must be love? And so I just hold it there and it's like water, water, water. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Element of water. I love you. 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 I appreciate you so much and feel it. You've got to feel it. And then say, I am now asking for the change of the molecular structure within this water to go into the frequency that is for my highest good and for my body as I ingest it. The whole structure of the water changes. Masuro proved this with people standing around lakes and polluted areas and just sending love into the water and the water cleaned up and all the pollution went away. Guess what, that's free. I don't have to pay for vitamins or minerals anymore because I can simply say to my body, as this vibratory field is is flowing through me as essence ocean, then I want you to absorb whatever you need into yourself to become a self-sustaining, self-regenerating vehicle. Take all my vitamins, all my protein, all my nourishment. Because science will say a human body has to take external vitamin C or you get scurvy. We don't. Why not? Because the very baseline of, because I call essence baseline of creation. Now, if that baseline of creation can bring universes into being, why can't it give us breakfast, lunch and dinner if it's vibrating through us?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, See know. what
2: I mean, logic. So you got to work with left brain intellect and also with intuitive sense of what could be so my first code for people is to go into your heart and say i want to experience the magnificence of this human design reveal to me in the right way exactly what i'm capable of
1: Hmm. and see what happens then
2: fields start to change
1: the 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 idea of of of, uh, the information that we've been talking about stored in water actually is is based on a a simple notion of the structure of water, and um, an example is is uh, in computers. You know, computer memories are actually very simple. They they mostly, uh, for example, the uh, the thumb drive that I have, I stick into my computer slot. It consists of uh, an array of transistors, a two-dimensional array, and each one of the many uh, transistors uh, in in the array, regularly uh, arranged in the array. Each one has two states, and we call them zero one. You know that because of your yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, easy water or fourth phase water that that we discovered has essentially the same characteristics: the oxygens and hydrogens that were once in liquid water, are arrayed in a very regular array, just like um, in the computer memory. And it turns out that um, the oxygens uh, have not only two states but they actually have five oxidation states. Minus two is the usual one that we learn in chemistry class, but it also has minus one, zero, plus one, plus two. So the two characteristics, (laughs) the two essential characteristics of a com- computer memory uh, uh, are present in in the easy fourth phase water that we uh, that yeah. we discovered. So it has the capacity, um, in, in more or less conventional terms, uh, of storing information. And we actually computed because we're dealing with the atomic on atomic scale rather than than a transistor scale. That that's the point. Yeah. The, Go the, quiet. The, yes. Sorry, the, that's the, the
2: point go quantum go well, beyond I, the quantum. i know the atomic back to quantum back to the unified field
1: well i'm Sorry. i'm not sure i'm there with you because i can never understand <laughs> quantum mechanics so quantum mechanics uh, i have tr- have trouble uh, you know mother nature uh, we think mm-hmm. mother nature works on simple principles and quantum mechanics is <laughs> is, is actually abstract mathematics and mm-hmm. somehow Trying to relate the principle of simplicity that mother nature operates with quantum mechanics, which is abstract mathematics, I I always have been led to wonder how is this possible? I mean, is, does mother nature <laughs> give up on the principle of simplicity and and uh, uh, relegate her her um, her her uh, astounding um, energy and um, wisdom? into abstract mathematics i you know that part of i, don't know if it's abstract. Around, oh, I yeah and,
2: i don't know if it's abstract mathematics because you look at the sacred geometric patterning of all the constructs of mother nature When you go there, you look at more complexity, and then you look at the vibrational tonality of a sacred geometric pattern again. But you're not like, I love string theory, but string theory is proven scientifically, supposedly, the existence of 11 dimensions, well, there's a lot more. There's a lot more subtlety and subtlety. So it just depends, I think, on Your field of research and your pattern of energy, and and I'm loving that you are so focused on the water, and then take it to the fact of the fluid of our own bodies.
1: Well, I'm focused on the water, but I'm interested in all of the phenomena that you that you discuss, Mm -hmm. and my goal is to try to relate some of these phenomena. Yeah, I know um, (laughs) it's
2: it's hard for you guys because I'm so hard er, and then you've got to prove it somehow.
1: Well, as I said, I, I think you know it's impossible to prove anything. You can only disprove exactly. it if you find some evidence that doesn't agree. Yeah. You can't prove yeah. it because there's always the possibility that someone will come around with evidence that doesn't fit, and then yes, it doesn't. It and doesn't work.
2: society moves along, and we evolve. <laughs> you know, we used to think that the sun rolled, ran, ran around the earth, and now it's like no. But Copernicus had a bit of a hard time. <laughs>
1: So did virtually every scientist uh, whose whose opinions uh, uh, deviated from the mainstream. Um, I know. Do, do you know about uh, Semmelweis? Uh, mm-hmm. you know? No. Well, he was he was a Hungarian doctor who got to work in a, in the most prominent hospital of all in in Vienna. This is 150 years ago, and uh, and the women who were coming in to deliver. Uh, they went through a triage, and the ones who went to the midwives did very well, and the ones who went to the doctors more often than not came out in coffins. Uh, and, and so this guy, you know, he was appalled by it, and he tried to figure out what's going wrong. So he, he, was, he, he took account of the doctor's daily regimen. They would come in in the morning, and the first thing they would do is examine the corpses of the women who mm-hmm. had died. And then immediately mm-hmm. after that, they would do internal exams on the women oh, who were about yeah. to deliver. And so yeah. he thought, maybe maybe they picked up, this was before Pasteur, maybe they picked mm-hmm. up something in their hands uh, that mm-hmm. they transmitted to these women. And he thought, you know, I think what I'll do is try washing my hands. <laughs> and said, met, yes. and his, yeah. his did very well. And there's now a medical school in uh, in Hungary that's named the Semmelweis uh, Medical School in Budapest, but you'd think that he, he went to his senior colleagues. You'd, you'd think that the college would say, this is an amazing finding. Yeah. We can protect yeah. our patients this way. But they dismissed him because they were challenged. Uh, their authority was challenged. Yeah. And so they declared him crazy and they sent yeah. him to a mental institution where he died soon after. So this is another example. It's not just Copernicus and Galileo. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Tesla. And Tesla. Tesla. Uh, Tesla.
2: Oh, my God. He died alone and broke in a hotel room. His money he earned went back to his designs, wasn't patented properly. And now people love what he's doing.
1: Yes, they love. So, in so, time, in time. Is,
2: so, you learn, so, so in this so. journey, you learn to be very patient. Like I know that this is beneficial for humankind, but I also know that people will... Be able to tap more into it and the understanding and the experience of it when they themselves are ready. And I know that there's a level of scientific inquiry that cannot go further until people are prepared to go beyond left brain logic and accept right brain intuitive senses as well to be able to receive it there and then prove it, which many people I know now are
0: doing. So, yes. yay! Uh, <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah. Can I think, can I yeah. just interject for a second? So Sorry. um I know that um Jerry's doing lots of work with consciousness and water and even has healers um sending energy to the water test. So um I would like to you to share some about that. And I just wanted to share as well, because the two of you have covered so much things. When when I was a child, I was clairvoyant, clear everything. And like you, um, Jazz, I was picking up on everybody's thoughts and everything, and I didn't know how to deal with it. So luckily, uh, my mother taught me, because she was clairvoyant, how to stop it. And then um, I know at one stage you said you thought you might be schizophrenic, And I worked as a registered psychiatric nurse. I was doing my student training and I got a psychiatrist to interview my mother and I to see if we were crazy. And um, I used to do play in the water as a child. And my mother used to go mad because I'd come home with no shoes and socks, often no underwear. And she'd be like, oh, no, because I'd be there like four or five playing in the brook. And that was my true nature. I was happier oh. with the spirit world and speaking to them. But yes. then I got a message recently to stop and do all the scientific stuff. So I am a Psyche um, practitioner, advanced practitioner, I a Reiki master teacher and so forth. And, um, because people wanted the science behind it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, now it's like go back to being a five year old and just be free, tap into that freedom. <laughs> and this is why I'm traveling in nature. But with, I really wanted you two to, to get together because I'm not sure what's going to evolve from it, but Jerry's doing the research and I think it'd be good to know what you're finding with the tests with healers and waters and also with good jazz that you clarified on a scientific point of view that you don't necessarily get your um, light energy from the sun because you do the dark room retreats yes you know so as a scientist jerry with the experiments that you're doing with the light i'd like to hear more Uh, what your thoughts are over that Um,
1: and i know we have yeah because i was going to say uh, okay on the on the latter point about doing experiments in the dark um yeah um, uh, the infrared energy is 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 really uh what what provides the energy for all the things that we've been talking about that's what we found anyway and infrared energy of course comes from the sun that we feel it as heat from the sun and 50 percent of the sun 's energy is infrared energy, so however mm-hmm. it 's not the only source um if if um, If we have a completely dark room uh, if uh, 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 jazz for example you're in your room, turn off all the lights and close all the shades on on the windows so that not even your cell phone camera can pick up anything, mm-hmm. and even you, with the many gifts that you have can 't see anything. Mm-hmm if you have an inf- a camera with a, an infrared sensor that is an infrared camera so instead of the visible light sensor it has an uh, infrared light sensor you get a beautiful image of um, of you and uh, the, all the plants on the wall and the the picture that's sitting on the wall because everything is generating infrared energy so the the energy that's required to build this kind of a fourth phase water uh, which I think is is critically important in everything we do um we haven't we haven 't had a chance to talk about that but but that i our evidence indicates that that this case case that energy is available so um you know your your question about the dark dark room i, I think it it doesn 't matter if you 're in a dark room or if you 're living in a cave um you know the in the infrared energy is always present and you also get more of it you get some of it from metabolism in your body uh which generates heat which is essentially the same as infrared energy and you can also get it of course from immersing yourself in a sauna Uh, that heat is essentially infrared energy and if buildup of easy water is really important um for your body's actions, you get plenty of it if you if you go in a, into a sauna, and that's why people feel a whole lot better after they get out because it builds easy water, and easy water is absolutely essential for everything that we do. Now yeah. your your other question about healers, so we've come to recognize um, that healers possess uh, um, either their own energy or more likely that they can transmit the energy from somewhere through their body mm-hmm. uh, to heal somebody and i think it, reiki is, is 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 one example so we we uh, we have interest in trying to determine whether that occurs whether the substrate for all of that is water because we're filled with water you know yes. as you said the brain is 80% uh, the rest of the mm-hmm. body maybe 70% by volume but yeah. if you were to line up all the molecules in your body, one by one, and start counting them. Um, you'd find that more than ninety-nine percent of them are water molecules. Because wow. in order to fill that two-thirds volume, uh, you, the water molecules are tiny, and therefore you need a whole lot of them. So if you start counting, you'll find that ninety-nine percent of your molecules are water molecules. So the water is really important, and and there for very that and various other reasons we. We have the hypothesis that the healing energy is somehow transmitted and the receiving substrate is water. Um, And so we're testing that in the laboratory. We we invite healers uh, to come and the healers will then project their energy or transmit their energy to the water. Um, And then we have five different ways of measuring the physical chemical properties of the water so i know it sounds rather conventional according to your standards but that's <laughs> what we do and well you know other scientists will listen if we find something so far um we're still in preliminary studies we're still uh refining the methodology because we, we don't know we we haven't known exactly um should this container of water be open or closed should it be uh what kind of water should we use what duration should we keep the healer uh, uh, connected with the with the water? Uh, how should we instruct the healer to project their energy and, and so on? So I can't say that we have any definitive results yet, but we're working every day on this, and I hope within the next month or two we may have something to report. So I hope that answers your two the two questions um, that that you asked, Beverly. Thank
0: you. I'd like- I'd like
1: to add,
2: though, too, to what you were saying, Jerry, is the further along I get in my research, the more I realize I know absolutely nothing at all. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a huge field of research. It's like an onion that, you know, you get a revelation when you can match the field and then another revelation and then another. And so and what is revealed to us in our fields of experiment is very much depending on the uniqueness of every individual. So I might get revelation that other people won't get and vice versa, but all I can do is say, okay, just allow me to not only just experience it myself, but be able to educate in a way that people can handle. Because I know when I get that punch, I'm not educating properly. You know, it's up to me. I can't expect others, but I can keep refining my educational ma- model. So how can we refine it? How can we change it? But I also know that we all will take a certain period, field of research. Someone else will connect in and they will present it with other words other terminology and it will go farther out and then their people will present it with other words and other terminology and it will go farther out so we're all working together as a beautiful team presenting what is beneficial for humankind and just your research to be able to say to people you are all this water like ninety-nine point nine 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 percent space in an atom is not space There's a lot more in that. It's not space that a human being is a teaspoon of solidity, a teaspoon. And that's just according to the solid stuff in an atom. That's fascinating. What about DNA, unexpressed potential? We can alter DNA through lifestyle. What about junk DNA? It's not junk DNA, it's unexpressed potential. What about dark matter? It's not emptiness, it's a vibratory signature. That is working in a very particular manner that we don't understand yet. That's all. Boy, is there a lot to discover, and how exciting! Well, there's a
1: lot to discover, and um, <laughs> you know, I, I I tend to be a skeptic. On what I, I what I think I think the world needs uh, 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 is, in addition to what the kinds of things that that you're doing, there's also room for a, a, a bottom up. Kind of yeah uh, has, to has to be yeah and you need to know you need to know uh, the absolute foundation uh, mm. of, of truth in science and and because if you build on a foundation uh, that is erroneous you'll get only very complicated constructs that that mm. self contradictory and very confusing mm. and complicated I know. but if nature really works simply then if you start with the right foundation you can build to something something understandable i 'm trying mm-hmm. to do that now to build mm-hmm. a foundation um and and if you if you build the right foundation, it should be easy to integrate the kinds of concepts that you 're thinking mm-hmm. of with yes. foundational concepts and um uh, that 's my goal uh to do that and i I must have, you mentioned atomic structure and um I have a book that 's about to come out um, about atomic structure and um, I take an unpopular view that we what we've come to what we've come to believe is the true uh, atomic structure is not true, um, and yeah. I could describe it, but I think you know we're running out. of <laughs> Another um, time. Another time.
2: <laughs> yeah. I would like well, to I add. The complete, though, Jerry, with what you're saying is I like simplicity, too. And so my field of study is the baseline energy. What brought creation into being? And the good news is three frequencies, love, wisdom. And when love and wisdom unify, you get power. From there, everything else came baseline.
0: To the listeners, thank you. And I hope you have um, picked up lots of knowledge and information. And it's all about experiential and feeling and being ready being open and thank you for your both of you for the great work that you're doing for humanity and our planet
1: thank you for organizing this okay yes thank
0: you thank you wonderful name
2: bye